Hi, and welcome to In Gear, a podcast about marketing, marketing technology, and really anything else that comes up in conversation. In Gear is produced by Message Gears, a customer marketing technology provider serving radically different software used by the world's largest brands. We hope you enjoy the show. Here are your hosts, India Waters and Luke Ambrosetti. Hey, welcome to the Message Gears podcast. We today are uh, welcoming Brad Gurley to the podcast and also our new host, Luke Ambrosetti. You guys, can y'all give us a brief introduction? Luke, you go first, and then we'll have our guest introduce himself. Yeah, sure. I'm Luke Ambrosetti. I am a solutions engineer here at Message Gears. Um, So I get to do lots of fun things work with um, prospective clients, current clients, uh, doing all things technical here at Message Gears. And he will be my voice of reason. We're going to continue the shtick here, Message Gears podcast <laughs> listeners. I will continue to not know what's going on, and Luke will know what's going on. We'll see. I mean, I got some big shoes to fill, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Brad? All right. Well, hi, I am Brad Gurley. I'm director of deliverability here for Message Gears. I deal with all things deliverability related, compliance, uh, industry relations. If uh, if your email is having trouble getting delivered, uh, I am the person that you're going to want to talk to. And I keep it with a lot of different announcements and uh, things that are going on in the email industry. And I think that may be why you want to talk to me today. Definitely why I wanted to talk to you today. And also, listeners, I wanted to let you know that Brad is our go-to numero uno karaoke star here at Message Gears. <laughs> um, so if you ever need to do a duet when you're at a conference, anything like that, definitely seek him out. Find him on LinkedIn. <laughs> let him know what kind of song you'd like to sing on karaoke. Okay. <laughs> So, um, again, I don't really understand everything that's going on, but we do have Brad on today to talk about the new Apple slash iOS announcement. Um, and for those listeners out there like me, Brad, can you give me like what what's happening? What does this mean? Just like for the layman's terms. And then we're going to let Luke dig in on the on the technical side. Maybe. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So there has been a lot of chatter this week because earlier uh, in the week at the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference, they announced some new privacy features. They uh, have iOS 15, which is uh, slated to come out sometime this fall. And one of the big features that everyone's been talking about is what's called male privacy protection. And the male privacy protection feature, one of the key benefits that's being sold is that it will let marketers not know when you open an email. So it's designed to sort of, uh, you know, we'll say counteract uh, some open tracking, uh, tracking pixels that are in place. And um, just dial back very briefly here for, for anyone who may not be aware, in an email, when we track opens, we do that through a very small sort of invisible image. Um, and that's what seems to be targeted here by Apple in preventing uh, marketers and senders from knowing when an email was open. And they're also going to be doing some IP uh, obfuscation, it seems like. So they want to make it impossible for folks to know where you open the email. So kind of the geolocation information there as well. IP obfuscation for (laughs) 
Can we dial that back? What is that? Absolutely. Yeah. So they're they're hiding the IP address. So essentially what happens right now is when you send an email, there's the potential for a sender to see when you open the email, what server or what, you know, what email uh, server we're using to open it. That server has an IP address and that IP address can give them a general location of where you are when you open the email. So nothing as creepy as, oh, you know, you're on this street location or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it can let them know what, you know, general region, what state or city you might be. In, so they can do some targeting based on that. Yeah. Okay, so like when I'm trying to log into my parents, um, like that cable, and I have to make it seem like I'm at their house. That's like we're 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 we talking about the same thing here, <laughs> or am I totally off? No. Yeah. It, it's IP. similar. So it's yes, and India, it's similar, right? Where it's basically anytime you get on the internet and go anywhere, your IP is being tracked by by you know by somebody right but when i try to do that am i obfuscating obfuscating my ip <laughs> yes yes exactly if you if you tell netflix that you are uh you know in in the us but you're really in uh, europe then yes you're you're obfuscating your ip at that point <laughs> done deal great 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 okay uh did, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Brad, I know when I first heard this announcement, I, I was excited. Like as a, as a personal user, I'm a used to be a bit of an Apple fanboy myself, but um, uh, I'm 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 excited about this announcement, right? I'm a big privacy advocate too, but from from a working perspective, it's, it's not as exciting. I'll, I'll admit. Um, but tell me, you know, what's some of the downsides of this when it comes to uh, Apple doing this, blocking this, or obfuscating? Uh, the IP address. Um, what are some of the downsides that can come for marketers uh, when Apple does this for their users? One of the key downsides and the things that people are really playing up is, you know, what does this mean for open rate tracking? So uh, from a marketing standpoint, when you're sending an email, are you using open rate to track, you know, your effectiveness? Are, are people engaging with your email? Um, there's also sort of the deliverability component of this. So from an ESP side or from a consultant side, as you're monitoring deliverability, open rates is one of the tools that you use in that, uh, you know, in your toolbox, we'll say, uh, to be able to track that engagement and see are people really receiving the email. So there's the potential here. And, and I'm very, uh, you know, careful to stress potential because we don't have a lot of details yet. But there's the potential here for it to, um, you know, break open rates in one way or another. So, uh, you know, that could be that it, you know, underestimates your open rates, that it doesn't count opens when certain people open, that it overestimates your open rates by essentially having everyone open, uh, which which it you know is starting to sound like maybe the more likely solution but the thought there is that by you know in some way making open rates less effective and less accurate that could really harm marketers both from a from an ROI and kind of engagement monitoring perspective as well as deliverability and list hygiene and the ability to clean your list of you know who may not really be interested there yeah absolutely and hey, honestly I'm getting some deja vu uh, from from this announcement as well um, so a couple of years ago, Apple announced something somewhat similar, right? When it came to affected email, they're signing with Apple. Um, what kind of effect, or can you give us a brief overview of what, what that is and how it's affected email marketing? Absolutely. Sign in with Apple 
is an initiative that allows folks to use their Apple ID or if they're using iOS to sort of sign into specific uh, programs. Now, you know, there's sort of a sign in with Facebook where you can, you know, go to a website, use your Facebook login details to sign in there. Apple has a similar feature to that, but theirs is more privacy focused. So it was really designed to, uh, again, we'll use this word India, obfuscate your email address. Uh, so, you know, sort of hide your email address from the website that you're signing up with there. Uh, so that they don't know, you know, any personal details about your email address or, um, you know, to be able to reach out to you directly through that email address. So um, they did sort of expand on that in iOS 15, at least based on what they've shown us so far with what they're calling hide my email. I guess they didn't like the obfuscate my email tech terminology there. So they went a little, I went a little more basic with it, uh, but they seem to have expanded that a little more so that now when you're browsing websites, you can, um, you know, when you sign up for something, not even, you know, logging into a site, but just signing up for an email newsletter, for example, you can give them this, you know, sort of general generated address that Apple creates. So it's not your real email address. It's sort of a unique identifier that you use for that particular uh, email newsletter. So it's very similar and sort of an expansion of the same idea. But what happened when, you know, signing with Apple first came out was there was, uh, you know, a lot of concern just as there is right now with, uh, you know, the, the email privacy protection or mail privacy protection that, there would you know, be a huge issue. Well, oh, we can't get anybody's email address. How are we going to market to them? How are we going to reach out to people? Um, from the time of the initial announcement until the time that you know, it was actually implemented, a lot of changes to the requirements took place. So it was at first that you know, every sender was going to have to be registered with Apple to have a mobile app where someone could use sign in and you had to provide all of this information to be registered. And then uh, Apple would feed back to you certain amounts of information. As the process went on, um, a lot of those requirements went away and it became a lot less restrictive than the initial announcement. So one thing about Apple, and, and as you say, sort of as a, as a former Apple fanboy uh, and, and a big advocacy of private, uh, excuse me, big so advocate now, of privacy. Did you say former Apple <laughs> fanboy? Or is it I, like, that, that's the way I heard it. Uh, you know, we'll, <laughs> but, that's right. I mean, it's former. It's former. Like, I'm, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but uh, in, in any case, uh, you know, one thing that Apple is very good at is marketing. And, you know, they can they can explain, you know, the benefits to a customer. They can explain, you know, what is this going to do for you as the end user? How is it going to benefit you? But it doesn't tell us the technical underpinnings of how it actually works. And that's sort of what happened with sign in with Apple. They said, hey, these are the benefits that you get as the end user. But the technical aspects changed a lot from the initial announcement until the time that it rolled out. So that's one thing to remember about this announcement is that it's really early um, and we only know sort of the marketing parts of it. So I can tell you right now, I know because I'm, I'm on Slack channels with most of them that every ESP out there right now is looking at the iOS beta. They're all testing this in, in you know, the, the mail platform there. Uh, you know, everybody is really trying to dig into how is this actually working and, and what can we do to help, um, you know, not necessarily counteract it, but to, to you know, work with it uh, properly. So we're, we've still got quite a ways to go. Everybody's looking into it. We're going to have more guidance on it. But as it stands right now, everybody really just has to figure out how it's actually going to work behind the marketing speak. You know, what's the real technical impact there? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we were implementing signing with Apple with clients, um, it was, it was quite the ride. Um, I, you know, ended up just ditching my documentation that I wrote up because again, Apple changed it, the requirements every single week, it seemed like. Yeah. And even Brad, we, I think if I remember correctly, we found a, a, a little bit of a hole, 
in their in their in their logic um that ended up getting fixed um which was fine um but yeah it's what i'll say is apple you know they definitely try and come out with a statement like like they've said here and that sounds great but they sometimes have no idea how to implement it correctly or fully so what you're saying luke is that you really want a cd drive back on your laptop is that exactly what <laughs> listen i have all these cds you know you know when i when i of course you know had you know put my own music made my own you know cd cd mixtapes here um i just i need a way to play those See, India, now we know why it's former Apple fanboy. Mm, it's the CDs. Mm, mm. <laughs> you know, I did sort of just check. I was like, wow, do I not have a CD on? <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no opening for my CD here. Wow. Uh, I wouldn't call myself the most observant. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to lead us down a rabbit hole, but from, like, again, a layperson's point of view, like, is this, <clears throat> is this moved by Apple's? just a, like to try to be ahead of the times in terms of like security and data? Like what, what's the deal? Mm -hmm. Well, Apple Bye. really has, yeah, Apple really has taken a stance of being privacy forward uh, recently. And, and again, you know, falling back on the marketing piece, some of that may be marketing, but they are actually taking some real technical steps and, and you know, making some improvements that are privacy focused. Um, you know, when we look at those in the broader industry perspective, they're not the first to to try it, uh, you know, to kind of express concern with this. There's uh, the, the email product hey uh, that's out there is a you know an email service that is you know completely privacy focused um, even a couple of the big uh, email providers um, you know the big three um, have made some statements that they either you know think that open rates are inaccurate or maybe invasive on privacy uh, so there's some sentiment out there in a lot of places it's not just Apple Apple has really taken the first kind of uh, shot across the bow we'll say uh, to to make this something that that uh, you know gets wider adoption in the industry and one of the reasons is that it's Apple Mail client. So as opposed to just being, you know, Gmail who's providing the inbox or Yahoo who's providing the inbox or iCloud, it's, you know, Apple Mail, which you can use to check any email provider. So you can check your Gmail there, you can check Yahoo, uh, you know, so it's going to affect not just one email provider because they are actually, you know, creating the email client that's that's uh, sort of uh, making this happen. Yeah. And for, Go ahead, India. For like, for the, you know, everyday person that's receiving, like, marketing emails, like, it, does this mean that, like, they're not going to get good emails, you know, like, that, that are, like, pointed towards them that's, like, offering them something that they, like, most likely might, like, want? You know, I'm just trying to understand, like, what's the end game for me for me personally as a email receiver and someone who really is i get peer pressured by my emails i'm like i will buy that bathing suit oh my gosh <laughs> sure and and that actually is a good point is that if you really do take action on the email if there's a call to action there where you you know click through to the website you buy that product um the marketer the sender is still going to have that data so they'll still be able to see that you click through they'll still be able to say you went to the site and bought a product so 
as a, a marketer uh, sending to you, they're going to see that from you. So they can still target your emails based on that. Where they'll be a little more limited is if you might have been someone that opened their emails regularly, but didn't necessarily buy directly from the email. You know, maybe you saw the email and said, well, uh, I'll go to that store. Uh, you know, maybe not in the past, you know, 18 months, but, <laughs> but prior to that, uh, you would say, hey, I read this email. I'm going to go out to the store that I love and, uh, you know, and, and see some of the things that I saw in the email as well. So there's certainly some questions or a lot of questions still around that. But as an end user, a lot of folks aren't even going to realize that this is happening. Uh, you know, as of right now, you might be someone who, you know, opened emails uh, and didn't click and you're still getting the emails because they can see that. Whereas, uh, you know, when this happens, if they're not able to see that you're opening all of the emails, there's the potential that you could be removed from that list because they think that you're not engaged. So, Brad, I think my last question for you on this is, you know, we've, that's kind of how it will affect the consumer, but how will it affect businesses? You know, when I think about how message gears implements this tracking pixel, you know, we set up all of our enterprise clients with a dedicated tracking domain, right? Which I don't want to get into the, the, the nitty gritty details here, but it's going to be hard for Apple to go through and, and really find and, and block all of those. So I'm thinking, you know, Will, who will this affect? Will this affect big companies more, or maybe some some of the more smaller senders um, more, and maybe our our friends down down the street at Mailchimp? It a lot of that does still remain to be seen um, because a lot of it will depend on their technical implementation. One of the thoughts right now, and again, this is you know just kind of speculation and based on some early testing, is that it seems like they may be um, sort of pre-downloading the images, so to speak, similar to what Gmail and Yahoo are doing right now, that uh, they may go in and just download everything before you've even opened the message. So what could be happening is that you actually are seeing more opens reflected than what actually happens. Um, so in that case, you know, it, it could be more likely to impact those smaller senders who maybe don't have a revenue driver in every single email. Uh, you know, maybe they're a nonprofit organization or, you know, so they want people to open their emails, they want people to get them, but they may be more informational or they may be, you know, only, uh, you know, content based, except for, you know, one out of every three or four emails has a, you know, a call to action to donate or to um, purchase something or to click through to the site. So, in that potential situation, if that is how it ends up working out, it's probably most likely to affect those smaller senders. The larger enterprise level senders are most likely going to have some additional data. They may be driving revenue directly from the email so they can track that, they can track clicks. Um, and they also may have more detailed analytics around who's visiting their site, who's uh, you know taking other actions within their, um, either within their website, within their you know physical stores, if it's a brick and mortar type place. So there's gonna be a lot of tools that are available to those larger senders that may not be available to some of the smaller senders who aren't directly driving revenue with every email. Yeah, I mean that makes that makes sense to me. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they implement it. Um, my my, uh, I had to look into my crystal ball here, like 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 we did, or you know, similar to what we had with signing up with Apple. I think it's going to end up that they're going to start to partner with the the bigger senders and make sure that they can still track it at least some degree. But we'll see what happens. I'm just speculating at this point. Yeah, yeah. you know. 
One thing's for sure. It has started uh, some conversations in the industry. And I say started, I think really it's brought to the forefront. These conversations have been happening for a while, uh, both on the marketing side of house, people recommending, you know, hey, open rate is a vanity metric. If you haven't seen that a hundred times this week, I don't know who has, Uh, you know, so that's something that's really kind of on the marketing side of the house that you really should be tracking these other metrics, but also on the deliverability and sort of the internal side of the house. We've been having these conversations for a little while now about, is there a better way to track engagement from sort of a compliance standpoint? And, you know, as, as, you know, part of message gears and just as part of other industry organizations, I know I've been working with a number of folks already. Um, We've got groups going to find out, you know, what is the next stage of engagement going to look like, you know? So uh, what is, uh, what are we going to do when this happens? If it's, if it's, you know, male privacy protection that breaks opens forever, or if it's, you know, the next big feature that comes out from Yahoo or Gmail, eventually things are going to change. So we're starting to really kind of have those conversations more in earnest about how do we better track these things? Even if open rate still exists, um, we want to be able to augment that. We want to take the next step. I love that. Um, So on the, here on the message gears podcast, we typically like to end um, with a lightning round. Um, but before we start that, do you have any last words that you want to throw in here, Brad, Luke, anything that you'd like to end on other than I, I like what you just ended on. I don't know why I'm asking you this, Brad. <laughs> um, oh. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Um, these have absolutely nothing to do with anything. Uh, definitely not email marketing related or anything due to this uh, Apple announcement. Okay. So here we go. Um, all right, Brad. Beards or mustaches? I, I'm glad that this is a podcast because you would know the answer otherwise, but it's beards, clearly. <laughs> peaches, peaches or pears? Oh, pears. iOS or what? Android? Oh, see, this does have something to do here. I use iOS, but I, I have a hard time. Yeah, so. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, Maybe. Sunrises or sunsets? Sunsets all day. And that's it. That is our lightning round. Thank you for participating. Luke, I'm so happy to have you here. Brad, thank you for joining us. And that is it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Message Gears podcast. Vroom, vroom. This has been In Gear, a podcast from Message Gears. Please make sure to subscribe so you can get the latest episodes delivered right to wherever you listen to podcasts. And let us know how we're doing. We would love your feedback. Visit us at messagegears.com to learn more and to get in touch. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.